Here's a preview from today's episode. So a lot of it is like making that energetic declaration, like this is part of me. I want to dive into it. Invite your team of light in to help you and then pay attention to what they send your way, whether it's like people, you know, books, workshops, podcasts, whatever it is that's coming your way in terms of information, pay attention to what like lights you up or pulls at you and make and create space in your life to do that. Because we can all learn how to access that part of ourselves. We have that every single one of us. We are tied to the other side. We all have this psychic toolbox of the four clairs. We just have to learn where our switch is or how it feels to plug into that or how to use maybe meditation as a tool to get there or whatever that might be. Beautiful soul, have you ever wanted to speak to angels? Do you believe angels can support you in your daily life? If this is you, go to my website homepage, theangelmedium.com and sign up for my weekly angel message email. As a gift for signing up, I'm giving you access to free resources, including 31 healing meditations that if you do daily are going to help you hear your angels and your own intuition more clearly. Start using these today and you'll see changes in 31 days. Now, take a deep breath. Feel the presence of your angels as they fill you with love, joy, peace, bliss, and ease. And remember, your angels say the messages that resonate with you in today's episode are meant just for you. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And friends, today I'm so excited. I can't even contain it. We have Laura Lynn Jackson on the show. You know her from her writing the book, Signs, her other book, The Light Between Us. And she is here today. Uh, Laura, welcome to the show. I'm so excited for you to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be in conversation with you. Yay. So I had an experience where grandma passed away, was getting so many signs from her, drove to the airport on my way to smell her clothes just one more time down in Marco Island and uh, got to the airport. There was this license plate said Grammy D and she was Grandma Donna. And uh, it was a really hard trip. I don't I've never had one like this before, but I made the decision to come home early. And on the way from the airport, uh, from her home to the airport, almost ran out of gas, uh, got really turned around. And I was so just in overwhelm. I really just said, Grandma, did I make the right decision in leaving early? Please show me a sign. So I felt this peace when I finally got to the airport and I heard, just go get food, then go get a water, and then go sit down at your gate. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So I did that in that order. I'm going to get my water inside the gift shop and I pass this woman and I'm like, I know her and um, it, it just goes off in my head. 
And then the secondary voice comes in and it's like, it's Laura Lynn Jackson. And then my, you know, my voice comes back in. It's like, oh my God, my grandma sent me the sign of the woman who wrote the book signs. Crazy. That's pretty impressive of your grandma. <laughs> you can't make that up. That's insane. That's amazing. Yeah. And I had just, I had just completed a Forever Family Foundation grief retreat uh, weekend that I was coming back from. So it was just divine timing. I love when the other side does that. That's not the first time I have literally been sent in as someone signed for them. And the great thing about it is as it's occurring, like as that moment is unfolding, I'll get my download from the other side. Like, oh, you're a sign for them. And I'm usually like, I'm your sign. <laughs> So it's orchestrated, you know, by the other side. And we're, I love when they like leave us out of it till the final moment. And then it's like, surprise, here it is. I also felt like it was a gift because I have looked up to you for so long mm-hmm. and I wanted to have you on the show, but I don't want to like uh, spam you. And just, um, <laughs> and so I felt like it was like a delivery of, of like a gift from Grandma D to have you here too. Oh yeah, she came through like beyond, right? Not only did she get me there, she's like, and you guys will connect on the podcast together later on. I love it. It's just amazing. Yeah. And what an incredible reassurance for you that you're you were on your highest path, that you weren't meant to stay longer. I mean, I think that's the beauty and the gifts of when we open our mind and our hearts to getting signs from the other side. You know, we don't just have to sit here and just talk to them. They talk back to us. We can ask for guidance. We can ask for tangible proof in the here and now that they heard us. They're helping us. They're guiding us. They're loving us. All of those things, you know, which is yeah. what you did. And look how it worked out. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yes. So I have some big questions for you. I have some questions coming through from uh, listeners who who submitted questions over to me on Instagram. But I want to just start out with the biggie. You know, you have so much communication with us here on earth, but also the other side. Why are we here? (laughs) Oh, it's so simple, right? Such a huge question and we wrestle (laughs) with it and struggle with it. But when I asked, here's what I was told. It's so simple. We're here to love and be loved. And so any opportunity we ever have to give our love to others or to receive other people's love, because it's two ways, right? The the giving and the receiving, that's what we're here for. And if on a on a day-to-day basis, that means you're going to be loving by smiling some at somebody who's waiting in line, or you're going to wave somebody in in traffic, or you're going to be kind to that really difficult person in your family, um, or you're going to choose like a love path. Any of all those things matter. You know, when we think about love, I think so often we think like, oh, we're here to love and be loved. That must be like romantic, like soulmate, right? And I think it expands so much beyond that. Like there are so many different facets and forms of love, right? Love between parent and child, love for humanity, love of self, love of animals, like so many different ways, romantic love, all of this, right? We tend to hyper-focus only on like the, I only have one soulmate. This is romantic love. I need, I'm need. i here for that, right? That's the journey. That's my story. And it's really not. We're really here to serve each other. That's the other thing too. Like in, ter- in, uh, in our ability to be loving and receive loving, it's all about being of service to others in whatever form that means to us, right? Yeah. And so it's opening our minds and our hearts to a more multifaceted understanding about what that means to love and be loved while we're here on earth. 
The rest is just peripheral. Like anything else that comes into your life, that's just the peripheral stuff. Your goal here is to love and be loved because we're also having a collective lesson in love here. And that's why you can never just judge the success or failure of your own life, right? In terms of your little myopic view of what you can see of it, because we are all interconnected to each other. We're all part of this fabric, right? We're all learning this collective lesson in love. You know, and I think it's sometimes when you go into life with that lens, things start to make more sense or you start to see the light even in the darkness. For example, let's say some terrible tragedy happens that nobody had any control over, right? What you'll see there is there's great loss, there's great grief, but there's also all these people, a lot of times strangers rushing in saying, how can I be of service? How can I help? How can I show my love and kindness? And we all tap into that. Like we all rise together in that. So there's, you know, divine kind of orchestration of so much here that seems random, coincidental, etc. And I think when we catch glimpses of that, we're reminded of that lesson that we're just here having a collective lesson in love. Earth is a school, you know? Yeah. So do you ever struggle with that or like, I know, all right, take that and bring it into like the tiny examples of when things really irk you or you need to set boundaries with somebody. Is it the balance that you need both? You need the boundaries at times, but sometimes we're loving people through boundaries. Well, if you think about that, when we talk about the different facets of love, setting boundaries, that's all about self-love. That's about honoring your own light your own energy, right? We're all spiritual light beings stuffed in these physical bodies, never feels fully comfortable, right? Kind of like a sausage. And then the third part of that energy triangle is our free will. So how we choose to steer the ship of our soul spiritual light energy in our physical body. And it's really, really important not to disrespect and dishonor our own light. And we can feel when we're doing it. Like sometimes when we say yes, when that's dishonoring or draining us, we're not honoring our own light energy. If there's somebody who we're connected to who's extremely abusive and we're constantly engaging in that energy and we're not setting boundaries, we're dishonoring our own light energy. And so that has to do with like love of yourself, right? Love of your own soul and protecting and honoring that. So I think understanding maybe the lesson that's involved or yeah. why you're in that situation can help tremendously. Because otherwise we get very, very stuck and caught up here in this materialistic paradigm of a world, which is what you see is what you get and that's it. Not understanding like the energy connections or the soul lessons or what's behind it can leave you feeling very empty and disconnected and confused. But if you can tap into that inner part of yourself that's always connected to source, right? Mm-hmm. This light part of yourself that's connected to all things, You can oftentimes get like downloads, knowings, claircognizant knowings of like the why of it, right? Why you're in this situation or what the lesson is or what that might be. And it can be really helpful in the here and now. That's awesome. Um, This kind of ties into one, somebody said over on Instagram, could you ask, and they kind of uh, put in a quote that you have said before, that um, souls have deep connections and unique contracts that span centuries, exist back and forth in time and bind us in ways that we really can't understand. These connections are ancient and everlasting, and they already exist in our hearts, even if we've not 
we're not always aware of them. She put, Laura wrote this. I'd love to hear more about that and how we can open uh, even more to recognize those beings. I love that question. Yeah. So that kind of touches upon the the truth that has been shared with me that earth is a school, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know how other people hold their beliefs or how we're raised or so forth, but it very quickly became apparent to me that in the fact that earth is a school, our souls come back here, usually in groups, usually connected to learn lessons that we have more than one lifetime. So that uh, the concept of past life, that's a real thing. Future lives, that's a real thing. You know, it's it's all intertwined. And what the other side tells me is that time doesn't really exist. It's actually all happening all at once, right? So yeah. it's really confusing it kind of ties your pretz you're not your brain in like a little bit of a pretzel knot and so I was like how does that make sense you know they've showed it to me like um you know what a maypole is with the strings coming off and then you go around it they said it's kind of like that all at once and so our spirit energy is always really on the other side this life that we're in is is kind of like a virtual reality Mm -hmm. but we come back here to earth in soul groups with the same souls sometimes playing different parts, but we have great love for each other. And oftentimes we're on a mission together. And it's magical when you're going through your life and you meet somebody that you've never met before. And there's this like thing in you, this, this gong, this pole, this light, this knowing where you're like, I know you, I don't know how I know you, but I know you that's soul recognition. And sometimes it can span like, generations like you can meet somebody older who's in your soul group it could be within families and yes we all have soulmates and I mean that in a romantic sense and I also mean that in a sense of like another soul who your soul deeply knows and you're you both love each other tremendously and are tied this lifetime as well right we can even have some of us might have grandparents that cross when we were very very young but we can still feel them with us we can feel that connection was so strong and such a soul connection, right? That's a very real thing too. The idea of a soulmate is somebody whose soul you're intertwined with and who can help you grow and shift and change and ultimately help others change, right? We're all here to collectively help one another. And so that's what that passage that you just shared that I had written prior is all about. It's about soul recognition. And it's about the truth that we're never alone, like ever. We're so tied to this chain of light and energy in the here and now on earth. And we're also so tied to the spirit and souls of so many others on the other side who are guiding us, watching over us, trying to help us get on our highest path at all times. None of us are ever alone. Can we sometimes mistakenly feel alone and isolated? For certain. And when that happens, I think what it's telling you when you get in that moment is that you have to ground yourself in your own light again you have to like go deep try and tap out of the physical in the sense of doing a meditation or engaging in art in some way because art always connects us to the other side right so it's that reminding yourself that you're a light being we so often forget yeah that's beautiful Friends, we'll get right back to the episode here in a second, but here's what I wanted you to know. Spirit has been channeling in this message of we need to be building communities, spiritual communities around the world where people can get together in person more. And so um, I had a period of a couple of weeks where Spirit was just waking me up in the middle of the night, waking me up, and I began toying with these different ideas of how we can do this. 
this. And I think we've put together a, a really amazing concept of how we can build communities around the world. I am looking for volunteers. If you want to build out a community in your area, we're going to be bringing together a group of volunteers who's going to be building a community in their area. And if this is something that you're interested in, and we need people to help in different ways with um, marketing, actually running a group in their community, and it's not as much work as you would think it would be, maybe a couple hours a week. If this is something that you're interested in, I want you to raise your hand by emailing me over at juliejancis at gmail.com. That's Julie. Jancis at gmail.com. The email address is in the show notes below. Friends, I know that together we can build something very, very special. And uh, I can't wait for you to join in, hear about it, and help with this ginormous, amazing, miraculous volunteer project. I think we're going to be putting together an amazing network of souls and not trying to sell anything, just really bringing people together in community. This is just really on my heart right now. Um, so if you want to help, reach out. We'd love to have you as a volunteer. We'd love to help you set up a community in your area. The other thing I just want to say is thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to everybody who has joined the Angel Membership, who has booked a session, who's getting certified in the Angel Reiki School. Thank you so much for just supporting the work that we do here. You make this podcast possible and you make it possible for us to do so much great work within the world. And I'm just really, really proud of this community because you have no idea, and I'll talk about it in a future episode, but we are helping the world in many, many different ways. Um, you can also join us over on the free Facebook group, the Angels and Awakening Podcast Tribe on Facebook, where you can learn all about new stuff that we have always going on. Friends, I love you so much. Here we go back into the episode. All right, I have another question for you. If you, like you've had so many glimpses into the other side as well, what do you know, like, you know, like, you know, is truth about heaven, how it operates the other side? So interesting, right? Because I, when I read, I don't actually go to the other side. I, it's like, I'm not quite allowed there because I'm still attached here. So it's as if everybody on the other side. So when I read, you know, I get a screen and all psychic information comes to the left and the mediumship comes to the right. And I'll kind of jump up from my energy, sort of like out of my body onto this. It's like a darkness that's so lit with light in the background. I don't know how it's like, the, no darkness is truly darkness, right? It's glimmering and gleaming with all this light. And I'll come very close to this almost, I call it the veil. It's like the cross right between, and they come all the way there and I come all the way there. And it's like, we're allowed to talk right there together. And they'll tell me all sorts of things about the other side. While they're telling me this too, I'm very aware that I'm really there in a sense, right? Our spirit and our soul is always there. This is just a virtual reality. And our brains are really much more of dunce caps than anything else. They keep us from remembering what our past lives were, where we came from, what the true you know mission is. We kind of have to get very deep into our spiritual beings to remind ourselves of that. But they'll describe what the other side is like to me. And a lot of times they'll talk about how anything we had here on earth, we can have there. So if we like 
loved some favorite recipe that our grandmother made, we can eat it there. If we love playing cards there, here, we can play cards there. Smoking is a big thing because they talk to me about how terrible smoking is for us here on earth, right? Vibrationally, physically, energetically. But on the other side, if you liked it, you can have it no harm, no foul. You know, it's, it's very funny. Like, Places that we loved when we were here that brought us comfort. Maybe you have a special place by a lake that you loved or an ocean or maybe some sacred space in your backyard that you like to sit in. You'll have the duplicate there. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting. It's really there's just this place of love, connection, mm -hmm. peace, joy, contentment, happiness. But they are also like the concept of like rest and peace. They get a kick out of that. Like no, our consciousness never stops, right? We just realized we never had to fear death and that these bodies were just this kind of car that our soul drives around in, right? And so we're still very invested in the journeys of the souls we're connected to here and our loved ones, right? And we're still trying to guide and shift energy and help people find their highest path because when you find your highest path, it's a trickle effect. It has a ripple effect into the world and you're helping others people find their highest path. And then sometimes people will talk to me about jobs they choose to do on the other side. I've had children who have crossed to the other side talk about loving to like help cross animals over the veil. Um, some, some people who have crossed through suicide will talk to me. Remember when they always go to a place of healing um, where they are they understand and they heal. And then they're oftentimes very, very invested in two things. One is trying to help and heal their family members who are here still on earth, but also trying to help like almost like raise awareness for mental health issues here and also prevent other people from, um, from crossing through suicide. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there are roles there. We still have jobs, if you will, but they're not cumbersome or laborsome. And they're only things that we would choose to do for whatever period we want to do. Yeah. Okay. I have some questions for you because when spirit comes through and I have done thousands of sessions, it's not like they've come through in even one session and been shaming. Like you should not have done this because well, there is none of that whatsoever. And so when I teach this, what I tell people is that Spirit doesn't bring through negative information. They're not going to bring through negative or shame you. Um, but there are some people, as I've been doing the podcast every Thursday, we share an angel story. There have been a number of people, dozens of them, who write in and say, Julie, I know, I knew that this car accident was going to happen and then it did. Or I knew that this was going to happen and then it did. And they're like, that's negative information, isn't it? Like, why would spirit bring something in in this way? But then they don't bring through, you're saying that they don't bring through negative information. So can you help us like clean this up and clarify Absolutely. this a bit? Because, you know, that's how it started for me. I think sometimes the negative stuff, when we're not fully open, when we haven't fully opened our minds and our hearts to our gifts and our abilities, our intuitive abilities, the four clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience, Clear cognizance and clear sentience. Clairvoyance again is clear seeing. Clear audience is clear hearing. So when you hear a thought that's not yours, um, clairvoyance takes place a lot in the dream state when we see without our physical eyes, right? Um, clear cognizance is just clear knowing. You have a sudden download of information. You just absolutely know something in every ounce of being. And clairsentience is reading energy, right? You feel all the energy around you. So if somebody were to get um, information that there was going to be a car accident, right? 
They might get it in a dream, clear, clairvoyantly. They might hear it clairaudiently. They might just know it claircognizantly, or they just might feel it, feel like that energy coming clairsentiently. It might come in a number of different ways, but the information is the same. There's going to be this car accident. So the question is like, why? Why are you giving me information that to me feels so negative when I can't prevent it? I don't have the details on it. Like, what's the reason? Well, I will tell you this. The only time information like that comes through is for one of two reasons, to prepare us usually. Or if it comes through in a reading for me where I'd be like, go to the doctor and get this biopsied, it's to prevent it because if we catch something early, we can stop it. That's the only time we're given information. They're both for very loving reasons, to prepare us or to prevent it. And in the fact of like a car accident, there's really no way to like prevent that, right? So it's really to prepare you. In that sense, I think there's so many things on earth that seem to make no sense and go wrong, right? How can this be part of the divine plan that this child died or this car accident happened or this thing happened, right? That just seems so unfair or whatever it might be. I think there's no way for us in these physical human bodies with these little monkey minds and these dunce cat brains to ever make spiritual sense of it because we're missing so many parts of the jigsaw puzzle of interconnection and energy together and how this is teaching lessons and love collect or whatever that might be, right? So I think sometimes when we get information, it's to prepare us to remind us that it's not random. Mm -hmm. It's actually part of this plan somehow, right? Mm -hmm. I know for me, it started very negative. Like one of my very first things was knowing my grandfather was going to die. And I loved him so profoundly. I mean, I was so connected with him. I still am on such a deep spiritual level that when I got that knowing, and then he he died soon after, I remember feeling like I had somehow been complicit with the force of darkness that took him or like, what was wrong with me that I would know that somebody I loved so much was going to die And there was nothing I could have done to prevent it. He had leukemia nobody knew about. By the time they discovered it, he crossed within like, you know, three weeks. I remember feeling like really stuck on that. Like, why? And I remember my mother telling me like, no, you know, no part of you is dark or haunted. That's just an extra ability you have to perceive. And quickly soon after that, I, I, in retrospect, I had to reflect and understand like, oh, that knowing you know, because I knew that I went and I spent an extra day in the physical with him. Like I was like, mom, you need to bring me there and I need to spend the day with him. And we just laughed and, you know, had the best time and I hugged him goodbye. And that was the last time I ever saw him alive. So that knowing that he was going to cross was a great gift in the sense of giving me a moment more with him. But I think sometimes the knowing might be so that we know in some bizarre way, it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, there were times that I would have dreams of negative things happening. Like even if it was like a small thing, but it would be negative. I'd dream about it first. We call those precognitive dreams. And it would like come through, you know, bleed through in my sleeping, you know, state. And it was never good. Like I'd wake up and be like, oh no, you know, I'll still get it to this day, but it's usually so symbolic in nature. It won't tell me exactly what it is. I'll just be like, okay, this is coming and it's almost like waiting for the shoe to drop, but it's not because my team of light is turned against me or wants to torture me, or there's some force of evil telling me dark things. It's to prepare me. It's to get me ready to know like you're in the earth realm right now. Hey, this is going to go on. So actually if you're getting negative things, it means that you're really, really, really psychic and intuitive. And it's also kind of tapping you on the shoulder and saying, 
time to pay attention to those abilities more because you have them in raw form and now you can harness them and use them to help guide others and to like really channel into the light and the healing messages. A lot of times it's like we might hear like a certain vibration sound that's maybe like lower or louder first. And it takes us a moment to tune into the higher pitch, like higher vibration energy sounds. They're still there. It's yeah. just what we pay attention to first. So if you're getting negative stuff, it's not like you've been cursed to know negative things. It's to prepare you, but it's also letting you know you're very, very deeply connected yourself and that yeah. you can open to that more and use that as a tool to like higher your vibration and go into the light and know more even beautiful things, right? And feel more beautiful things, so... Yes. So know that like, don't attach to the negative, you know, really go over to the positive side and really ask like, what's the message here? Why are they trying to bring this through? Right. And if it's something that's negative that you can't prevent, know that it's your team of light loving you and preparing you and letting Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing you could have done here. Yeah. You know, like that somehow there's some divine plan going on about the interconnectedness of all our spiritual life soul paths here and what is happening in a way that we won't be able to see until we cross and do our life review one day, but we're just going to have to surrender and trust in that until we do. Yeah. When it comes to the intuition, and I believe that that's our soul's consciousness, our soul's voice that we're really tuning into and that your spirit team, everybody can talk through that, that line of connection. I believe that everybody can develop their intuition. Can everybody develop their intuition to the max degree possible here? That's that's such a beautiful question. And I think anything's possible, right? I'll put it to you this way. I do think that there's some sort of little physiological component that makes it easier for certain people to access, but we all have this switch. I took piano lessons when I was young. I'll tell you though, I wasn't really like on a soul level committed to, to learning piano, right? I just kind of went through the motions. I think I took it for like, you know, five years, seven years, something crazy like that. And, you know, to this day, I can just play chopsticks (laughs) because I didn't, it didn't, it didn't come naturally to me. Some people sit down at a piano and they just play and it comes out of them. There's some deep connection, right? And I think that our psychic and intuitive abilities are very similar, but there does seem to be a switch that we all have in our brains where I work a lot with scientists and what they've told me, because they've mind mapped my brain when I'm in normal talking mode versus mediumship and psychic mode, right? And my brain behaves completely differently. And they said, the best explanation they gave me is that there's some switch in my brain, but I know where it is. And mine's also very easy to move on and off. And so I can very easily dive into and access the psychic and the mediumistic where other people are like, hmm, I think maybe there's a switch somewhere. Let me feel around a bit. Let me try to find it. And then by fluke, they open it, right? They don't understand how they're doing it. But we can all train and exercise to do this more. Really fascinating stuff that I'm doing with scientists is diving into the research on brainwave activity Um, and what my brain shows when I go into psychic and mediumship mode. Um, There's one um, researcher I work with. His name is Dr. Jeff Tarrant, and he's worked with a lot of mediums. He's studied the mind of a lot of mediums. He worked a lot with Forever Family Foundation mediums, and he has found consistent uh, characteristics that we all seem to do when we go from using 
our like monkey mind, the frontal lobe. You know, the frontal lobe's in charge of analytical thinking, critical thinking, math skills, like all of that day-to-day stuff, right? We get caught up there. And our brainwave activity, 98% of it takes place in the frontal lobe during our waking hours for most people. But when I read, that silences completely. It looks like I'm comatose and different parts of my brain light up. And so Dr. Tarrant has found that all of us consistently quiet like this right part of our brain too in the front that's in charge of like knowing and like knowing logically like I'm separate from you you're separate from me we have physical boundaries it like goes offline and so we dive into the energy connection between all of us and then there's a spot in the brain that's been labeled the god spot it's actually been studied a lot too with people who do like hallucinogenics um, monks when they're in prayer um remote energy healers, they all have the same characteristic where the God spot lights up. It's just like training people how to do it. So ultimately, my question is, we all have the ability. And if you open to it, and you first of all, you have to just say to the other side, like your team, like, first of all, I'm all in, I'm all in and ready to develop, then we have to carve out space in our life to actually do that work. It's like, if I wanted to learn to play the violin, but I played maybe once a year, I'm not going to learn. But if I commit to it and I play an hour each day, you better believe in six months, I'm going to be pretty darn good at this. And it's going to feel good to me. And I'm going to feel in alignment with that. So a lot of it is like making that energetic declaration, like this is part of me. I want to dive into it. Invite your team of light in to help you and then pay attention to what they send your way, whether it's like people, you know, books, workshops, podcast, whatever it is that's coming your way in terms of information, pay attention to what like lights you up or pulls at you and make and create space in your life to do that. Because we can all learn how to re-access that part of ourselves. We have that every single one of us. We are tied to the other side. We all have the psychic toolbox of the four clairs. We just have to learn where our switch is or how it feels to plug into that or how to use maybe meditation as a tool to get there or whatever that might be, art as a tool to get there because we can reaccess that. And I'm going to tell you right now, when we embrace our psychic and intuitive abilities, it can have powerful, small, you know, things that happen in our life and huge things. Like, so anywhere from like, being able to feel where a parking spot's going to open up to like being able to recognize that relationship has run its course and I need to release it because in three months, somebody new is coming in or I'm not in my highest path as a career. I know I need to make the switch and being not afraid to do that. Like when we are grounded in our light, when we are open to our four clairs and our psychic and our intuitive and our mediumistic abilities and creating a language of signs with the other side and getting guided, we're going to find our highest path. And The work you think you've been doing for so many years, it just flows so quickly. Like people make tremendous breakthroughs. They manifest these incredible things. It's just learning how to reaccess that part of ourselves. So we all have it 100%. Now, will some maybe be really amazing at it after like one day? Yeah. And does some take maybe like more like two months? Yeah. And does some want to like do it for a year till they get to that proficiency level? Sure. We all have like different degrees we're going to open or learn at. But it's all there for the taking. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. What a great description. So I feel like over the last 20 years, things has just changed so much here on earth. And when you think about like all healers who are here today, and I feel like God is calling so many people up to do this work. 
what is the mission? Like, what is the real job of being a healer today? And if God's calling you to this, what is the job he's calling you to? You know, I love that. And it's not prescriptive, right? So I can't, I can't say, oh, there's just this, well, there is in a way, but I can't say like, there's this one plan every single person needs to follow. This is my advice. And here's what I know. We all come here with different gifts. It's our job to go deep within ourselves, to find those gifts, to honor those gifts, and then to share them with the world. When we share them with the world, part of what we want to do then is become what I call a light worker, which means we're going to direct and guide other people to find their gifts, honor them, share them. So it's this ongoing cycle of us all giving the best and most precious parts of ourselves. But if we don't honor those parts of ourselves, we can't share them with others. So it's this cycle of like rising, right? And shifting. I think ultimately, this is what I do with my team of light on the other side and what I've always done. Or at least when I, you know, when I was like, okay, I'm all in to do this work, but here's what I want, what I want to do. I always say, use me as a vehicle of love and healing in this world, however I can best be used. And what I'm really doing there is I'm also acknowledging this deep connective state that I'm always going to be in with my team of light on the other side, God energy, my spirit guides, my loved ones who have crossed, pets included. And I'm also surrendering in a sense to saying, I can't have the full view of what I'm meant to do here because I'm always going to have a myopic kind of boots on the ground, eye level view but you do, you have the view of what's highest on my path and I'm going to trust in you and I'm going to surrender to being guided into that. Well, when we do that too, we have to take the good with the bad. Like there'll be times we get stuck in a certain, what I call soul cycle, because maybe we've agreed to be part of somebody else's lesson. And here we are, we're getting stuck in it and getting angry. Like, why am I stuck? Why can't I move? Because we're lacking that spiritual moment of epiphany and knowing like, oh, I've been sent in. You know, it's the concept that, you know, everybody we meet, they're either a lesson to us or a lesson to them, or it's a shared lesson, right? Some people are sent in for like a season or reason. You always hear that saying, right? Like sometimes when we reflect back on our life, we can see the role that other people's souls played in a shared lesson or learning a lesson. And we realize like, oh, there was an actual timeline to that. And then I was released from it. A lot of times when I'll read for people too, I'll see what I call soul cycles for them. And I'll be like, oh, you know, from age 20, two to 25, you were locked in this one lesson. Um, You felt stuck, but you weren't at all. That was divinely planned. And then everything switched from 26 to 32. You're in this lesson. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, yes. And they'll be able to identify like what that was, whether it was uh, a relationship or a job or whatever it would be. And it's very helpful, I think, because it makes us remember like there's no mistakes. Nothing is wasted time either. Everything's a lesson, right? So it can be really beautiful in that sense. And I think just opening your heart and mind, asking to be a vehicle of love and healing in whatever best way you can be, and then surrendering and trusting in that guidance. It's everything. What I do know, though, is that here on earth, our highest way of being is to number one, be in a state of gratitude where we're grateful for anything and everything we can think of, and that we use the currency of compassion, kindness, forgiveness and love as our currency here. If you're doing that, you are rocking your soul mission. I don't care what it looks like on the outside materialistic world. You are rocking it and you're in your highest path. And it's trusting in that. Oh, that's so, I hope people who are listening are feeling as deeply in because as as soon as you start talking, I just feel these yummy vibrations and this oneness light up inside. Oh, I love that. Yes. 
Okay. So the other thing that I've got written down here is what do you tell people? Because you wrote the book on signs and there are some people who ask their spirit team for a sign and they're not seeing it. They're not seeing it. What do you tell people when they have that happen? Yeah. You know, I think that can be a very common thing. There's one of a couple things going on there. One is that we're just missing it, quite frankly. I don't care how aware we're trying to be. Sometimes our team will send it in creative ways. Sometimes they'll send it in blatant ways that we just drive past. For example, and I, I wrote about this, how my mom asked my dad for the sign of a purple elephant. My mom, sister, and I were at the cemetery figuring out his headstone we were ordering. We're like, let's go to lunch. We drive through this town. It's called Northport. We couldn't really find, we went up at a bakery eating lunch. It was okay. On the way back, as we're going back to the cemetery to, to just finish up, my sister's like, um, did anybody notice this? And she points over and there is a restaurant called the Purple Elephant on the way that we had passed initially and didn't see. But so on the way back with a giant like resin plastic purple four foot elephant outside and we had driven past it. And it was it was my guides were like, this is we showed you this to show you how easy the signs are to miss. Like even a psychic medium who is totally open aware at the cemetery, hang out with her dad, who's cross, like, don't <laughs> miss it, do you know? Yeah. And so that could be one thing. And the other time thing is, I think sometimes they wait for like a really dramatic moment to send the sign. Like, I remember somebody waiting like 10 months for the sign of like a little yellow bird from her mother. And it happened like when she was seated outside, like on her birthday, a little, this exact little yellow bird flew over and sat by her, but she had waited 10 months for it. But her mom was like, Ta-da, I'm with you, birthday surprise. I think too, it can really help if we miss signs to ask for a little bit more like uh, like the terms we want to get it in. We can be like, listen, I know I asked you for this pink dolphin as a sign, grandma, but I'm missing it. So can you make it happen with either somebody saying the words to me or for it to come up in my Instagram feed, like a picture of one? Like we can kind of decide how we'd like to receive it, huh. you know, or we could say, I'd like to hear the words pink dolphin in a song or whatever this is going to be, or I'd like to have, you know, my friend Susie be the one you bring it through. You can ask all we want. We can also create more ways to communicate. Like if you were learning another language, right? Let's say I want to learn um, Italian. I only know two words. I can only communicate in two ways. But every time I learn a new word, that is new channels of communication. So I always say like we should keep a, a journal or you can keep it in your note section on your phone, write down a creature, write down a number sequence, write down a phrase, write down a song. And add to that, you can go beyond that. You can combine things. You can come up with more than one creature. You can assign different things to different people on the other side. The more you create, the more you're going to receive. But it's also a two-way creation too. So anybody we love on the other side who was known for something or had a hobby or something that would make you think of that person, right? They're going to send that. They're going to be creating their own signs at the same time. And it's our job to recognize when they've established one. Other things they do that's really neat is they'll just send people who like look like them or remind you of them. It's almost like I'm here. You know, if you see somebody who's like, wow, that reminds me so much of my dad who's on the other side or whatever. That's him saying hello to you too by putting that person in your path. So it's also opening your mind and heart to an awareness that it's not just going to be in the one way you ask for it. They're going to always be coming through to try and show you. And if you're getting too frustrated because you've asked for one specific thing and you're not getting it, put that on the shelf, let it go. You could still leave it as a sign, but create some new ones and then wait and see, or also ask for how you want to get it. Amazing. Amazing. 
how much do you think we're blocking ourselves? Like when, because there's some people who maybe have a bit of that skepticism of like, maybe I'm never going to get the sign or maybe this is never going to happen for me. How much do you really feel like we're the ones blocking ourselves? Well, actually, that's a very powerfully and kind of negative, dangerous thought to give energy to, right? This is never going to work out for me. This is never going to happen. You know, I do a lot of work and workshops with manifesting too. And one of the most powerful things are our thoughts, their energy. We're all energy, right? We appear solid. But when you break us down to the cellular level and then the quantum level, we're just fast vibrating atoms that appear solid. It's called like, you know, cohesiveness and science. There create patterns and then it looks like things, right? But thoughts, thoughts are energy. And that's what like, we're all actually, when we break it down and you can research this, this is legit. We are literally streams of light showing cohesive patterns coming into being like, so our cells, we get smaller, you get smaller, you get smaller into the quantum. We're just streams of light. We're light beings, right? Thoughts, thoughts are light energy. So if you're having a thought like this is never going to happen, blah, blah, you've just programmed that out to the universe and that will take you very literally. You have now set the ceiling very low for yourself that you cannot have that. So the most important thing is we can't stop those thoughts, those doubts. That's your monkey mind chattering, right? Telling you spiritual's not real. This can't really happen. It's never going to work out for you. Blah, blah, blah. It's all lies, right? All of that is lies. We just have to talk over it. We don't have to believe it, but we have to say, actually, no, I'm so excited for for my sign to show up for me and for me to feel that feeling of connection and guidance and love in my heart and leave it. That's it. That's all you have to do is just talk over it in your own thoughts. Do you need to do it out loud? No. But if you feel like it would make you feel better to say it out loud, say it out loud. That's fine. Then it's whatever works for you. So it's catching yourself in that moment of negative thought pattern. That's really the most important step because then you can think over it in a positive way. Yeah. Um, This next question is more about our relationship with people on the other side. And when you have that relationship that you're building with that loved one over there and you're talking to them, doing automatic writing, um, just really feeling their presence, it isn't the exact same, of course, as being able to talk to them physically here and hug them. But what's the best our relationship can be and what does that look like? with our loved ones who have passed? Well, I'll share with you like the things that have moved me the deepest, right? Is number one, like relationships that continue to grow and heal. When you ask forgiveness of somebody on the other side or you give forgiveness to someone on the other side, that always 100% is given and received. So we can heal relationships. And let's not forget that maybe somebody who when they were here we're stuck in like a kind of very myopic or negative viewpoint of something or couldn't get past their own prejudices or couldn't get past like their own set of belief systems. The moment they've crossed and done their life review, they've had to take accountability. They've had to shift and change. And the other side, they do great growth there and they shift and they heal. And a lot of times when I do sessions too, like people's loved ones just want to take accountability and apologize for something they did here. And sometimes it's a very small thing that like impacted the person that they had never even realized when they were here. And sometimes it's a very big thing, like rejecting the person because they had a certain belief system or they didn't fit the paradigm that that person lived their life by or whatever it would be. But those relationships, they heal and they continue. So I, I think the highest form is like 
when we recognize that our loved ones are still connected to us and that death is not a dead end, it's a doorway. And those relationships not only continue to be as strong as they were, but can get even stronger, that we can be even more loving and more connected. I think that makes them so, like, for lack of a better word, happy. I also think that when we have moments of connection here and we acknowledge that and own it rather than letting our monkey mind try and reject it or push it aside, that thrills them in the sense of like, they're so connected with us and they know we know, and we can feel that soul bond going back and forth. That's kind of what I had written about before too, like those bonds of those soul connections, even if the people aren't here, you still feel it, right? That cord of love, that light between the two of you. And I think that when we acknowledge it, it's amazing to them because here we are owning it in the materialistic world. So when we tell sign stories to each other, when we recognize and acknowledge and share out loud with others moments of intuitive connection, when we sign up with friends to go to like a weekend workshop or a one day workshop or to read a book together about intuitive things and then talk about it, when we form communities around that or we give each other gifts of books because they helped open us or like, we lead each other to other things or talk about things. We're we're creating this beautiful collective energy that's celebrating our connections to the other side. We're always stronger in numbers, right? It's always like amazing light energy. So I think that thrills them too. And I've had things where people, loved ones on the other side who never met here will come through together telling me like, oh, I connected those two people here on earth. We we know it's like they were part of the same soul group without knowing it before. Yeah. So it's neat. It is neat. I love that. I know that you have probably thousands of stories, but are there any popping up because they're just so incredible, the connections that you've made and the things that you've brought through, just any that are huge validators for you? Like, I know, like, I know, like, I know. It doesn't even have to be like this amazing, amazing, like earth shattering moment, right? To be so meaningful. Every time I read, I'm learning and it's so beautiful for me because every time I'm reading and I'm like kind of the go between between people's loved ones on the other side and then here, and which by the way, they never need me, right? It's just, I'm honored to be part of that conversation for that, that space and time. I feel the love go between us, right? That alone is like mind boggling to my heart and, and my energy, right? I, I never get off a reading feeling like low vibration. I'm always like, Oh my God, that was the most incredible, like love that it balances my light out. Right. So there's, there's just that aspect of feeling that love flow back and forth. But I think what thrills me the most are like moments of connection that, you know, maybe the other side will bring up that their loved one here acknowledges. And I even love like stories people will share with me, right. Where I didn't ever read for them, but maybe they read signs and they've learned to open this means of communication and they've gotten the most amazing sign and want to share it. Like, here's just a really little one. I remember somebody writing me a, a message saying, I just want to share this story. I read the book signs. And so I felt it made me feel so much better about my grief journey. Like I could feel my loved ones around, but I decided to like ask for signs. And this one girl, she said, both her dad and her sister had crossed and she was running a 5k marathon in her sister's name. And as she's getting like closer to the end of it, she just said to her sister, can you please send me a sign that I know you, you've been with me, like, you know, that you're with me because she had her like name on her, you know, right. And she gets towards the finish line and she's, she's looking ahead and she's like, something's coming into focus in her vision. And she's squinting a little and she realizes that at the finish line, there are these kind of poles and they're all decorated um, to look like Crayola crayons. 
leading up to the finish line. And she's like, Laura, here's the thing. Crayola Crayons, growing up, that was my sister and my thing. She's like, we loved Crayola Crayons. Like, as we got older, we had like Crayola Crayon, like logos, merchandise, like that's our inside thing together. She said, so when I got to that finish line and I saw all these Crayola Crayons, like leading me there, like rooting me on right till I got to the finish, I knew she was here. I knew she was here with me. I knew she knew I was running the race for her and with her, like in her name, raising money to do good things in the world. Like that story, it wasn't even a reading I'd done, but like that little story meant so much to me because here's what I'm always saying. Nobody ever needs a medium to connect. Mm -hmm. It's not about my ability to bring through the messages. It's like, we all have this ability. We just have to learn how to do it and how to trust it and how to be open to it. And then magical things happen, right? So like just that little story is so meaningful to me that I've never read for that person. And I felt so honored that she shared that sacred, beautiful story of connection with me. Amazing. Amazing. I'm wondering where people can find you. Both of your books, we'll put the links to those in the show notes below. We'll put uh, uh, the link to your website. Where else do you want them to go to connect with you? on Instagram under Laurelyn Jackson. My website's laurelynjackson.com. Um, I have an events page on my website that always lists what I'm doing. I, I'm working on my third book. So I'm very excited about that. You know, it's, nice. been, it's a wonderful journey. Yeah. So I always feel like whoever's meant to path my cross, cross my path, both figuratively, energetically, and literally as in your <laughs> case, right? The universe helps connect that. I think that if people are listening to this podcast, that is their sign from the other side. Like, Hey, it's an invitation. Like you've got your own abilities, open your mind and heart to this. Let's check this out. Let's look at, are you willing to carve out some time to go to a workshop? Are you going to read a book on it? Are you going to share your story of connection with others? Are you going to ask your team of light on the other side to start sending you signs? This is the sign of like, they've been led to listen to this. This is why their team of light wants to work with them and through them and show them how loved and guided and protected and, you know, wonderful they are. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us on the show. Thank you. This was divinely orchestrated, I know. So thanks a lot to your grandma, too, for connecting us. I love your energy. You're so light-filled. Thank you. Beautiful soul, thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. 
You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.